Bill Street Caravan is brought to you by the generous support of the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau on the web at memphistravel.com. Memphis, home of the blues and the birthplace of rock and roll. I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you're listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. This week on the program, we bring you the sweet and soulful southern sounds of Amy LeVere as she kicks off the release of her new record in her hometown of Memphis. Runaway's Diary is the title, and it's an intimate biographical affair. The songwriting, well, it just hits you in the guts, especially as girls. (laughs) (laughs) Amy celebrated the release with us here in Memphis with a packed, outdoor show in Overton Park. And she was able to sit down and talk with us for a spell. So we've got that for you right after the break. Also on today's show, we have another installment of Poppy Tucker's Food in the Blues. Cool. That's all coming up right now on Beale Street Caravan. I love when we have folks on the show who we've like known for years and years, and we've got to see them like grow album by album and region, you know, touring region and expanding into the next region and become this big thing. Well, the artist in today's show, Amy LeVere, she is one of those acts that I remember the first time I saw her. It was at this little bitty party upstairs in this downtown loft Mm -hmm. that was, the place looked like it hadn't been used or redecorated since like 1954. And I was like, who is this chick playing an upright bass? The little little girl with the big upright bass. So Amy's just really just done a tremendous job. I mean, in the past few years, the past three, four records of finding her audience, connecting the dots, coming up with this core group of players that she she likes to play with and, and these people that augment her creative process. Over the years, Jason Freeman, Eric Lewis, Steve Selvage, mm-hmm. and I, she's continued to do that. Mm-hmm. And she understands that you're only as good as the guys that are up on stage at, with you. Yeah, you it's know? the collaboration. It's like, it's all about, hey, let's make music together. That's one of the things that I love about her, and I think that was captured at this show. I was talking to Tim Regan several months ago. You know, Tim, what are you, what are you up to? Oh, I'm headed to Memphis, and I'm going into the studio with Amy. And he started listing, you know, all the characters that were going to be on the record, you know, mm-hmm. and Luther Dickinson was producing. And when he was rattling off all these names, I was like, wait a minute, I love all of these people's creative output. Right. And what's going to happen when you stick them all in one room? Yeah. It's going to be good. In Memphis, everybody comes together. It's a jam. It's a collaboration. <laughs> that's what it is. So that's what we captured at the Shell that night. Yeah. So let's go in and listen to some Amy LeVere. Thank you. Oh, 
Did the hill get dry after all? Yeah, right. <laughs> kind of magic, isn't it? How can we go forward when we don't know which way we're facing? How can we go forward when we don't know which way we're facing? 
Gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Memphis's one and only Tommy Burroughs. For folks just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Here's more from Amy LeVere.
up to my smoking rhythm section back here. We have Sade Thomas and Brian Wells on the drums.
That was Amy LeVere celebrating the release of her new record, Runaway's Diary, live on Bill Street Caravan. And I want to add that in this performance, Will Sexton is playing guitar, the amazing Will Sexton. and He's such a talented cat. And then two drummers, one of which was Sade Thomas. Oh, yeah. Otha Turner's granddaughter. It's just amazing. It was a good day. Yes, it was. <laughs> so we'll be back with more from this concert in just a few minutes. If you want to learn more about Amy, well, heck, there's a lot out there to dive into. She's got five remarkable studio records, and you'll catch her playing roles in movies even. I think she does theater, too. Then there's this great little record she did, a classic country-style duet record. It's like, say, Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn back in the day. She did this record with local roots genius John Paul Keith. I love that record. They call themselves the Motel Mirrors, and... If you like what you're hearing today, you have to check that one out, too. In fact, John Paul hops on stage later in today's set, and they play a couple songs from that album. I want to mention that Bill Street Caravan is also available as a podcast that you can subscribe to through Apple's iTunes store. You can also find the program through the Bill Street Caravan Twitter and Facebook pages. Speaking of, we post a lot of additional content and commentary relating to our program, so look us up. Don't be shy. Give us a shout and tell us how much you love the program. Up next, we continue our food and the Blues series produced by the slow food movement pioneer Poppy Tooker. You could say Poppy is a food academic. She's like a food historian. When she talks about the connection between our way of life down here in the South and what ends up on our dinner plates, not only do you get really hungry, but it's just... You get this amazing bit of insight into the world that we live in around here. You took the words right out of my mouth. Here's Poppy. I got a sweet potato it is steaming hot. Is it a yam or is it a sweet potato? Among Southerners, the yam is actually the preferred tuber, and the difference is clear to the eyes as well as the palate. What we call yams, which really are sweet potatoes, are a more moist, luscious, and a more brilliant orange color than the common sweet potato, whose color can sometimes be almost white. The truth is that the real yam only grows in the tropics and isn't seen much in the U.S. The word yam is said to come from the African word, unyamo, or some says it originates from the Gullah speak of the Carolina coast, where nyam means to eat. The Irish white potato is known in those parts as buckra yam, buckra being the Gullah word for white man. 
Tagalog is a legitimate Creole language, with its own rules for phonetics, idiomatic expressions, and an extensive vocabulary which can still be heard in the low country of South Carolina and Georgia. On some of those less inhabited sea islands, you can almost feel like you need a translator. But out on the cold plains of the Mississippi Delta, the sweet potato was the key ingredient in surviving the hungry winter. Every household had a sweet potato pump. At harvest time, the sweet potatoes would be piled up in a rough sort of pyramid, then covered up with dirt and hay. Topped with gunny sack, the air could get in, but the cold would stay out. The sweet potato pump became a sort of winter savings account for the farm family. Right up until spring, you could stick your hand in and feel around for your sweet potatoes, carefully closing the hole back up with hay so the potatoes wouldn't freeze. A sweet potato made for a great hand warmer in your pocket for the cold walk to school on a winter's morning. That is if you hadn't consumed it already, fried up and sprinkled with brown sugar for breakfast. And if it lasted till dinner, you could be sure to find it baked into a sweet potato pie. mythical of all sweet potato concoctions undoubtedly is the pone. Every southern cookbook has more than one variation, but most good cooks don't need to follow any recipe for this one. They make it almost by feel. I love these instructions. I just grate the potato. Sweet them up too. Sweet it to taste with syrup. Add just a little water, flour, some flavor like vanilla or nutmeg, and a whole stick of butter. I put them in a deep grease pan, then bake them in a not too hot oven and keep stirring them. And when it's most done and begins to harden up, smooth them out on top with a spoon and press down firm. Then let it finish baking till it be light brown. Oh yeah, and I most forgot. When I start off, I'll make a whole heap, and when it gets done, I don't have too much. You'll find that pump on tables throughout Kentucky, Tennessee, the Carolinas, and into the deep, deep south. Sometimes it's shaped like a wedge and cooked in a skillet. No matter how you cook it and what you call it, the sweet potato is a welcome guest on the southern table at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. For Beale Street Caravan and the slow food movement, this is Poppy Tooker. We're going back to take a quick break for local announcements and station ID. I think I'll have to grab something to eat, too, after that. <laughs> but then we'll be back. We'll have more from Amy LeVere on the program. In fact, Amy will be here in the studio with us to catch us up with what she's been up to. So stick around.
Bill Street Caravan is supported in part by an award from the Tennessee Arts Commission and Arts Memphis. We're back and we're at beautiful Overton Park in Memphis listening to today's feature artist, Amy LeVere, as she celebrates the release of her new record, Runaway's Diary. Before we get back to the music, we're going to hear from Amy in a, in a more conversational setting. She and Pat sat down to catch up and discuss her more recent projects, including the new record. So let's listen in. We're here in the Bill Street Caravan studio with Amy LeVere. Hello, Amy. Hi, Pat. Well, Amy, you've been on the show before. It's not like you're a stranger to the Bill Street Caravan world. So it's exciting now after having your music on here for many years and having you live in concert, you know, that we get to sit down and talk to you and see who's that lady with the sultry voice. She's tired and weary today. There. <laughs> That's what you get for gallivanting around the world. I know, and it was so beautiful when we were uh, over in London. It was, you know, upper, well, mid-60s in the day, and then about 40 at night, and a little misty rain periodically, and walked out of the plane at 11 p.m. in Memphis to just the... The oppressive The heat. oppressive <laughs> But you've been getting some phenomenal reviews. I mean, I was listening to the NPR review for it, and I was just like, well, that guy just ought to move in, you know, move down <laughs> to Memphis and live next door to you. He loved it so much. Yeah, I, I really didn't expect it to get to be as well-received as it is at all. I really did not think that it would be um, just, I just didn't expect it. It's been a really pleasant surprise. I mean, you go into it thinking you're doing it because this is what you do and this is your art, and you kind of always get ready, we're in the shell, like, I'm doing this for me, and this is what comes out of me, and if people like it, you're grateful, but you try not to make that to be very important. But it is kind of wonderfully overwhelming when what you've worked so hard for is accepted. It's such a relief, and it's, you know, feels good. Well, what do you, um, what do you think as far as comparing the CD to the past CDs? Because my, my first reaction to it was that, it, it has a lot more personality. It has a lot more quirkiness, and, and you can see your off-color humor and your, you know. <laughs> it, it, it's like somebody sort of uh, took off the, okay, this is what we're going to do, and you just went, you know, let's do what, exactly what I want to do. Thank you. I feel that way about this record. I really do. Because the, the very first record, I mean, I can't even bear to listen to it. I feel like I, I sound like such a child on it in every way, you know. Just completely out of control of child. And then the record with Jim, um, that one was a lot more of me putting myself in the hands of someone that I respected so much, you know. So although I know that Jim, did, you know, he really helped me find my voice on that record as far as just being really encouraging. And if there was anything I said I wanted to try, he would be like, well, we're doing it, you know. <laughs> we're I'm pushing you in the deep end. Yeah, for exactly. It. He let me fail a bunch on that record, but... I, that is, you know, I, I am proud of that project. And then Stranger Me was coming off of such a bad period of my life that by the time we got into the studio to record these songs that were very heartfelt, I just wanted to play. And, and when I say play, I mean I was just wanting to, hell, bring out the theremins and the trumpets. and the, You know, I wanted to just, it was just like a big toy box. But coming to this record, I wanted it to be really organic and I wanted it to be really natural. And I knew Luther would be just the perfect person to help me go in that direction. And... 
Well, it's funny because to hear you talk about each recording, it, it really sounds like the evolution of an artist. You know, it's like growing up and, and, and it's just captured, you know, it's captured on tape or whatever. Well, digitally, I have to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep with the times. But, you know, you talked about working with, um, you mentioned Jim, Jim Dickinson, for those those folks out there who are going, who's Jim? Um he always was about forging your own path kind of thing and, and enjoying it along the way. What, as as an artist, do you think was the biggest lesson that you learned working with him? I think um, more than anything was confidence, really, and, and trusting in your own creative spirit. That was Jim. You know, Jim was so opinionated, you know, for right or wrong. It was his opinion, and he owned it, and he stood behind it. And I think that um, working with him taught me to... To, to do that. What is it about the Roots music sound that just, you know, you put your heart into? What is it about that that allows you to express yourself, do you think? Well, I, I think I came back to it in part because of the nature of playing upright bass. Mm-hmm. I really stumbled onto playing the upright bass. I didn't have any interest in playing it. I wasn't a country artist, you know, at the time. Um, but I just had this great experience of happening to live with a couple of upright players, and the instrument came to me so naturally. So at the time, living on Lower Broadway in Nashville, the obvious thing was people were, you know, getting me up to sit in on, you know, classic country and swing tunes. For me, I think it was all about just the rhythm of the of the music, and also um, the, whatever it is about the soul of it. I, it's just that inexplicable thing that I don't know that I could really put into words, but. As a writer, songwriter, I've always been a songwriter, and it just it's it suits the stories to me, you know, the the way I think. So I, when I fell back into it, and I I mean, I surely don't play traditional classic country music, you know, it, but it's for whatever reason, it's what I naturally go to when I write. Well, you've played with tons of musicians that have been favorites on Bill Street Caravan from, you know, Jimbo Mathis. You know, we, we've got Steve Selvage. We've got, gosh, it's just, it's sort of ridiculous, actually. I know, we're really lucky around here. Really <laughs> and, um, and with all of those artists, I, I always uh, joke to myself because as a child, I changed schools a lot. And one of the lessons that I always learned from that is how to make new friends. And for you, you moved a lot as a child. And so did that sort of help you just go, okay, I guess I got to make new friends again. Here it goes. It must have. It really <laughs> must have. And I, I'll talk to anybody. I really do love people. I genuinely love people. I do. I have always made friends really easily. But I think that's also why I can literally step off the plane in, in London and I say spot on within like 10 minutes. I can't, <laughs> you know, it's like a problem. I I have to catch myself before I pick up someone's accent because I'm I'm a bit of a chameleon and I think that was like a coping mechanism when I was a kid, you know, just kind of fitting in. You know? Well, it's it like, definitely helped you in the, all the extensive touring you've been doing. <laughs> You're like, okay, where are we tomorrow? Right. So who's in your band right now? That that let, let's go back to that. I don't want to skip that. Okay. <laughs> I get very excited about it. <laughs> well, I was really lucky. Um, the band that was with me over in London included Brady Blade from Shreveport, Louisiana, which is uh, we found out we were born in the same hospital. I'm originally from Shreveport. Uh, Tim Regan, who was a Memphian, but he's living in Austin right now. He played um, keyboards, and Will Sexton played guitar. Um, the show at the Shell. It's going to be a whole bunch of who's who's. Um, John Paul Keith and uh, David Cowes are going to sit in. Hopefully Jim Spake remembered, because <laughs> I haven't called him since I've been home. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the, the dolls are trying to make some time to come in and sing some backup vocals. And I've got Brian, um, Brian Wells on drums and Sharday Thomas on drums. They'll be playing double drums like oh, Brady nice. and Sharday did. Yeah. Very nice. So I'm excited about that. Well, thank you for coming in and chatting with oh, us. Pat, thanks for having me. And we'll have you on the show again. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Amy LeVere, let's get back to more live music.
Said we're perform performing a good bit of songs from a new record. This next one is no exception. It's a tune I wrote about my big sister Brandy. Big sister's got a light above. Big sister, big shadow. She's got the kind of shade that makes me afraid. Big sister, big shadow. Big sister's telling lies again. I'm scared of her so I won't tell a soul Big sister, big secret Yeah, she's daddy's girl The one that made him sigh And nice pretty things sparkled in his eye And just about time these things lost their new They came in 
For folks just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Here's more from Amy LeVere.
she walks through the park in the dark Her best friend was her own heartbeat With every little step she'd take She'd get one step closer to leaving Sitting in her kitchen at night She'd listen to her washing machine Just wishing that she could leave But there were so many loads to clean
This is my my fellow bandmate from a band called The Wandering. This is Sade Thomas over here. That was Amy LeVere live on Bill Street Caravan. To learn more about Amy, find her online at amylevere.com. You can also find Amy on Facebook and Twitter, and she's always got something interesting to say. Thanks to you listeners for tuning in today to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Special thanks to our sponsors, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, and the Tennessee Arts Commission for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. Don't forget, you can find us on Facebook and other social media outlets for updates and special features relating to our programming. But y'all, please support public radio. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. Next week on Bill Street Caravan, we have the one and only Eden Brent. Always happy to have her on the program. She's always a barrel of fun. (laughs) We'll also hear from Poppy Tuger as she continues her series on food and the blues. Until next time, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan.